Hey, hey, welcome to the Birthday Boy Podcast. It's Friday, December 2nd. Uh, did my NFL picks. And I forgot to mention, too, I'm talking about all the, uh, all the excitement, you know, big football games on Sunday, NFL games, big college football games uh, coming up tomorrow on Saturday. And I, compl- and I, I mentioned World Cup soccer. And didn't even mention, I think it's at 9 a.m. at uh, Team USA versus the Netherlands, I do believe. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of fun. And as I mentioned, uh, you were going to go see Joe Para tonight at the Wilbur. Uh, really looking forward to it. Now, look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, oh, my God. It's, it's one of those, like, oh, my God, another, another drive to Boston. to see. But it's like... This is the last one for a long time. I th- the only other scheduled thing we have tickets for is uh, a Celtics game at the end of January, and that's about it. Uh, and I'm, you know, we'll. Oh, and then, uh, and then, uh, 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 what's his name? Can't think of his name. <sighs> Donnie Benet. That's his name. He's coming to the Sinclair in March. March, I don't even know, 4th or 5th or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, uh, but that's okay. So after tonight, I'm happy that we're, we're not going to be having any. We're certainly going to be going to Boston at points. But I'm, I'm uh, man, the traffic is just, it's just so crazy since last summer. Like, uh, it's just, I think back to 2020, summer of 2020, as much as it was bad about the, ah, was bad about the pandemic and the lockdowns and all that. Like, man, it feels like we went to Boston almost on a daily basis because you could just cruise right into town, no traffic, parking plentiful anywhere and everywhere. You name it, there's parking. You can go because nothing's going on. So, of course, yeah, tons of parking. You want to go park across the street from Fenway? Great. You'll get the best spot in town. It was, it's just, it was unreal. It was unreal. And then sometime in, I don't know, May or June of uh, 2021, we took a little day trip to Boston just for fun. And, uh, and the traffic was as bad as I've ever seen it and continues to be so. Uh, And, and also the goddamn Prince and the Prince William and, Kate Middleton, is that his? Is that that one? I, I can't. I don't know which one's Markle and Markle or Merkel or whatever. <laughs> no, Merkel's the Germany lady. Markle, Markle, Merkel, Urkel, whatever. Anyway, uh, they're still in town. Like, come on, guys, leave. And I don't. I haven't looked at the schedule, but like. Biden is going to be in town at some point today if he's not already. So so like Prince William and Kate Middleton and Joe Biden are all going to be get, it's like oh good. So yeah, you got the royal motorcade and the presidential motorcade and certainly they will have uh, road closures and things like that. <sighs> you know, eh, whatever. We'll see. I hope it I hope it doesn't interfere, but I'm going to going to check and see what uh what times things are and all that, but 
Uh, I am looking forward to that. I love Joe Para. I'm very sad that Joe Para Talks With You has been canceled. At least we got three beautiful seasons. What a wonderfully funny and sweet and just great show that is. And the episodes are like 12 to 15 minutes long. It's not a big commitment. You could blow through all three seasons of Joe Para, uh, you know, on a Saturday afternoon pretty easily. Actually, last year when we went down to Charlotte for Christmas, uh, I introduced my parents to the Joe Para show. And my dad was, you know, he would, would glance up here and there, you know, while he was reading his newspaper or doing stuff on his iPad or what have you. But, uh, yeah, my mom absolutely fell in love with the show. She loved the show. We watched, I think, every episode as well as the Christmas special and everything else. And uh, and she really, really, really liked it. So I'm excited that we're, uh, hey, the show's canceled, but that's okay. We're going to get to see Joe Para live uh, do comedy tonight. And who knows what other guests he'll have with him. So that's exciting. And uh, I think that's at 730 uh, so that's nice. And then afterwards, we'll come home and we have absolutely nothing to do on Saturday and we have absolutely nothing to do on Sunday. And as I said, I think Saturday is supposed to be warm and rainy. I think it's going to be close to 60 degrees and this is going to be rain. Uh, and that's fine. And then Sunday is, uh, I don't know, cold. And I think it's going to be like today, just cold and very pretty and sunny. Um, which is good. That's good. That's good with me. I prefer when Saturday is the rain. If there's going to be a rainy weekend day, I prefer that Saturday. I don't know why. I like when it rains on Saturday. And I'm, I don't love when it rains on Sunday. Do you find that to be interesting? No? Well, I do. Uh, it's weird. But when I was a kid, I hated when it was sunny on Sunday. Which I feel like it was always... I feel like Sunday... I mean, they they named it after the sun, I guess, right? So, like, you expect to have sun on Sunday. But when I was a kid, I hated. I love when Sunday was a cloudy and or rainy day because it seemed very rare. It seemed like of all the days of the week, Sunday had the most sun. Which I guess, what what else would you expect? <sighs> anyway, uh, I am catching up on AEW right now. I am. Let's see, where am I? And I'm trying to take down Halloween stuff, but I just, I hate doing this shit. I fucking hate it. Uh, oh, June 8th. Or I'm already up to June 8th. I was, not long ago, I don't think, I was, I was still watching episodes where Cody Rhodes was still in AEW. So I'm, I'm really blown. I'm pretty much just fast forwarding through all of it. Occasionally stopping for some intriguing matches that I might have missed or some intriguing uh, microphone uh, promos and interviews and things that I might have missed. Otherwise, I'm kind of watching it and saying like, yeah, I, I guess I did just, you know, you see the stuff anyways. You know, if it's, if it's any good, you're going to see a clip of something good on Twitter or on YouTube or on an Instagram reel or something. So it's it's really I'm going back and I'm like oh I missed so, so many of these episodes, and I'm like eh, I kind of kind of feel like I saw a lot of this stuff in one way or another, or I at least read about it and knew what was going on. But the one thing that I still stand by, and yeah, I, I might be the only one left. The one thing I still stand by now that Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks have returned. 
in the last uh, two or three weeks have returned to AEW. They returned at the pay-per-view uh, a week, two weeks ago, I guess what that was. And uh, that's right, because I, I was up in that cabin and I watched the AEW pay-per-view and watched the the Elite Omega and the Young Bucks return in that uh, the, the, the trio's tag team title match, whatever it was. Um, great that they're back. I still think it's a work. <laughs> the whole thing with CM Punk, I... I don't know. Evidently, there was some, uh, and I, I haven't looked at it yet. I guess there was some picture maybe that CM Punk posted of his dog, Larry, who was evidently backstage. There's, you know, as with everything, there's always conflicting reports. There's not only are there two sides, there's probably like 10 sides to the story because it seems like there, there were 10 people involved in this thing, at, at least, at minimum. Uh, let, me, let me see here. CM Punk dog. CM Punk shares photo seemingly confirming report about his dog, Larry. Okay, let's see. Let me take a look. I haven't actually seen it. Uh, okay. CM Punk posting a pic of his dog, Larry, missing a few lower teeth. When the claim first came out that Larry was injured by a door that was swung open by the Young Bucks, it was quickly shut down. It seems very believable now. Well, let's take a look. What does the picture look like? I don't know, because I clicked the link and it didn't take me... Let's see. What's this? Oh. Hmm, this page doesn't exist. Try looking for something else. That's interesting. Okay. What, did he take it down? Oh, no. Okay, so it shows the dog... All right, I guess he's missing teeth. Missing bottom teeth. Huh. Um, yeah, I mean, that could have been, <laughs> I, I mean, listen, I, everybody's, you know, you talk about wrestling fans being fickle and they are, and I have been, I've been like, oh, I love this guy. And then eh, I'm not such a big fan. I find myself even ever since MJF returned, I'm kind of like, uh I feel like his shtick is like it's not. He's kind of doing the same thing, and I do I like it as much as I used to. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know about MJF, but anyways. But I'm fickle because he's like one of the greatest in AEW, and I'm like, all right. You get it's just like anything, I guess. You get tired of something, and then you come back to it, and then you, uh. The fans all seem to really turn on CM Punk after that locker room incident and after the press conference where he took a dump on everybody, as as we've mentioned, on AEW, on Hangman Adam Page, on Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks without you know directly referring to them by name. But uh, still, he, he didn't have a lot of kind things to say to a lot of the major <laughs> the major stars in that company. And he also... He also crapped on MJF, calling him a prick and stuff like that, which was clearly uh, that was in character because they, you know, they worked together for most of the time that Punk was back in AEW. I've just been kind of like, you know, I'm reading little things here and there, and I was just fast forwarding through, and there was a tag team match. It was right after CM Punk won the world title from Hangman Page back in May. 
And then the following Wednesday on Dynamite, they had CM Punk and FTR, Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler. In a six-man tag match, you know, it doesn't matter. But, I like, they've they've teamed up quite a bit. And Dax Harwood has had a lot of good things to say since September about CM Punk. Just kind of saying, like, listen, I know a lot of people think he's a prick. He was nothing but good to me and a lot of the other wrestlers. His door was always open. He was always happy to talk. If you had questions, you could pick his brain. He was there for you. He wasn't, you know, he didn't big time anyone. He didn't feel like he was bigger. He was just, you know, his his locker room door. And I guess, you know, CM Punk, I think, did have his own locker room. And that's, he's earned it. The guy's been in the business for a long time. Doesn't need professional wrestling. Was gone for seven years. Came back. And, yeah, probably one of the stipulations of his contract is he's going to have his own dressing room. Big fucking deal. I sure as hell wouldn't want to be dressing with the other dudes if I didn't have to. Doesn't mean they're not like friends. You know, I, I don't want to. I don't want to change in a locker room with uh, my best friends. <laughs> not because I don't like them. Because like I just don't want to. Ch- that's just stupid. Um. So yeah, why wouldn't he want his privacy? And he can have his dog in there, and he can ha- you know just kind of get away from things. But also, as we've heard from Dax Harwood. Uh, yeah, the door was always open. Like you could approach him and talk to him, and you could watch uh, wrestling tapes with him, and get you know he'd give you feedback and some criticism and uh, this and that. And I'm watching this match. Uh-oh. Goddamn. Pardon me. I'm watching this match from whatever May June. With CM Punk and Dax Harwood and the other guy, FTR guy. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And I'm just like, yeah, they, they did, they teamed up a little bit. And it's just, it's kind of interesting to me as I'm thinking of it. It's like, well, they now have this trios championship, which instead of, instead of, you know, they also have the basic tag team championship where two guys hold the, the titles at any one time. And then they have uh, they have the trios championship, which is currently it was held by Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, very briefly until the until the uh, the whole the media scrum and the locker room brawl and all that stuff when everybody was suspended and stripped of the titles and then they came back at the pay per view and now they're having like a best of three a uh, best of seven series of tag team matches uh with uh jesus christ is it uh, it's uh adrian neville pack whatever his name is and uh and the lucha bros is that who i got you think i could remember stuff but i can't remember anything um and that's a best of seven series that i think is gonna go like well into january they've already had two and then i think there's another one the third one is coming up in a little bit. And then the fourth, I think three and four take place sometime in December. And then five, six, and seven in Jan- Whenever the next pay-per-view is, that's when the seventh and final. And you know it's obviously going to go to seven. You know, they're going to have, you know, the, the, it'll be tied up at the sixth match. 
And then they'll have the final seventh match. And I feel like that is leading up to CM Punk making his return. If he doesn't make his return, then I think that's probably, you can say, all right, he's not coming back. It's it's pretty much done. But I, I just still think it's a bunch of bullshit. And I maybe, you know, am I too much of a fucking mark, a cynic, whatever you want to call it, a, a smark? <laughs> um, oh, new wallpapers on Comcast and the screensaver. A nice picture of Chicago. They had a nice picture of Lithuania. Some little thing on an island in Lithuania. It's nice. There's so much of this world that you. Hawk's Nest State Park, West Virginia. That's gorgeous. Big bridge, mountains, and, you know, the autumn colors and everything. I mean, West Virginia, other than the West Virginians, is, is practically New England. It's practically Vermont. Uh, oh, Al Horford agrees to extension with the Celtics. Yeah, good, good. I love Com- That's where I get all my news. I just watch the Comcast, the Xfinity screensaver, and I get everything I need. Anyway, uh, oh, yeah, and they've got the Neuschwanstein, Hohenschwanstein, Gold, Bavaria, you know, the castle. The big castle in Germany that... Looks sort of like, I don't know, looks like a, a Cinderella's castle or Hogwarts or whatever. Anyway, uh, the CM Punk thing. I've, I just, like, as I'm looking at things in, you almost kind of wonder, hey, I wonder maybe, was this something where CM Punk, he was injured, he had the match, and, you know, maybe they had a plan A and a plan B if CM Punk could get through the, the last match he had back in September when he won the title, where maybe he said, you know, I, I think I need, I need to just go home and rest. I'm, I'm banged up right now, and I'm really tired, and I'm really burnt out. It's been a great year, but I desperately, desperately need to take some time off. Could it be that they, he said that? And they said, okay, let's turn this into something, but not the typical, you know, usually when a wrestler goes away... Either he's leaving the company or he's going to have or she is going to have surgery or taking time off for any number of reasons. Um, it's usually a pretty standard, you know, they write them out of the storyline by having them lose, lose a big match. Uh, maybe uh, and then maybe the next night you lose a big pay-per-view match and then on the next uh, TV they come out and they get they get attacked in the parking lot or just something that just to say like, okay, you're not going to see this guy for a while because, you know, back in 1999, oh, Stone Cold Steve Austin just got Trakai Island Castle, Trakai, Lithuania. That's okay. It's a castle. That's pretty. <sighs> anyway, um, back in 1999, Stone Cold Steve Austin was out for almost a year and they took him out by uh, instead of having him wrestle the match at Survivor Series, which he was injured and couldn't do, uh, they had him get run over in the parking lot before the match by Rikishi, as we learned a year later. I did it for the rock. It's great stuff, man. There's so much like Samoan uh, connections, and I can't wait to see where the bloodline thing is going. I hope we get a couple, at least one or two appearances by Rikishi between now and WrestleMania. If, in fact, we're getting The Rock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, which all signs point to, absolutely, we're going to get that. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus The Usos for the tag team titles. You know, once the bloodline turns on Sami, and, uh, you know, 
Would it be cool to see Sami Zayn beat Roman Reigns for the world title? Yeah, but that ain't happening. Neither is The Rock going to beat Roman Reigns for the title. Everybody's going to watch it, and I think Roman Reigns is just going to be champion like forever. Even if he goes and starts doing more and more movies and TV and Hollywood stuff, uh, I think he'll just keep. I think he'll just keep being champion for like several more years. Honestly, I saw somebody say that Roman Reigns should be champion for the next decade. I don't know that Roman Reigns would want to be champion for the next decade. I, don't, I just don't. I don't think that's a possibility. Uh, but man, that would be really. I think that would be cool. To have Roman Reigns just break the record of whatever Bruno San Martino, Bob Backlund, all those big like years and years as champion, uh, I think it'd be cool to have Roman Reigns break those records. Break those records. Is this recording? Jesus. Okay. But anyways, uh, yeah, I did it for the Rock. It would be. I mean, come on, bring Rikishi out a couple times before WrestleMania. The whole connection there with him and The Rock and obviously his sons and the whole thing, the whole bloodline thing, all the Samoans, um, uh, which is I'm just just loving the hell out of all of that. But that's usually the way they take somebody out. They say, okay, you can go have some time off at the next show. Uh, you know, you'll lose at the next pay per view. You'll lose the title, and then the following week at the TV tapings, uh, you'll get uh, you'll get whatever assaulted backstage or you'll get run over by a car or some some ridiculous thing that can then explain why we're not going to see you for three months or six months or a year or whatever it is and it could just be that cm punk said dude i i'm i've been going you know pedal to the metal the last 12 months i need to i need to slow it down like i just need i need my calendar just cleared off because I can't, I can't do this for another year at this pace. And then maybe they they came up with a little idea and just said, "Hey, how about uh, instead of the usual injury thing, we could do that." And uh, or how about this? How about you just you know we make up a fake locker room thing and I'll suspend you, but I'll suspend the other guys too. And it's four of my biggest stars, which is you know we're going to be losing money. <laughs> potentially by not having four of our biggest stars on television, but then maybe, okay, but in two months I'm going to bring back three of those four stars, and then people are going to think, okay, Sam Punk's definitely not coming back because he brought back the other three, but he didn't bring back Punk. He, meaning Tony Khan. Uh, and then you got people saying, oh, yeah, I guess it's real. Because CM Punk got suspended, and so did the other guys, but they're back on TV, and he's not, and that's it. And it just seems a little, I just still can't quite buy the whole thing. Because all year, from the time CM Punk first came down that aisle, uh, August of 2021, uh, until really that press conference that he had in September of 2022, just a few months ago, the last time we saw him, it's been it's been nothing but like good vibes, love fest. Everybody, you know, CM Punk is just he's just so happy to be back, happy to be here. I love you all. I love the fans. I know a lot of you probably want to see like, you know, asshole CM Punk, but I'm just too happy. I'm just I'm just enjoying life right now. And then just 
boom, he's miserable. And he's talking about how crappy everybody is and how much his company sucks and how he, you know, how he hates this and he's tired of that and this one's a prick and this one's an asshole and this one's an idiot. And just kind of like it was the first time we saw like, ah, there's, there's the old CM Punk from the last time we saw him in WWE years ago. And it was very entertaining. But then after a while, it was like, Jesus, this guy just, you know, all right, man, is, 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 it, is it all that bad? And the answer is, yeah, if he says it's that bad, it's that bad. That's not for me or anybody else to decide because I know what it's like to be miserable at work. I know what it's like to be unhappy and to want to not work anymore. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm not making CM Punk money. So the notion of just uh, going away for seven years and finding other projects to work on, not as easy. But anyway, uh, but I get it. But people remember CM Punk and he had some, you know, some, I mean, he walked out on WWE. He was in the 2014 Royal Rumble for almost an hour and did not appear the next night on raw evidently he went to the arena and one thing led to another and he left and never came back (laughs) until we never came back to a wrestling ring until we saw him in aew um and after all that time he did come back and it was so emotional and it was so like and you hear these things from Dax about like yeah his office was always open he was always willing to talk to the to the younger guy, to anybody who wanted to just chat about wrestling ask him questions you know whatever he was a very approachable person seems to be at peace with a lot of things happy to be back in wrestling happy to you know to realize he still can wrestle and still can go with the younger guys uh, you know, as he's in his mid forties and, uh, yeah, it just, it just seems like, boom, the switch flipped and now CM Punk is just angry. I don't know. And again, it could just be, it could be that, <laughs> that it's all real and he's just, you know, he did get burnt out over the course of the year. Is he was going too hard, doing too much, and other things? I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but a few weeks ago, they had a match. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks had a match, and or maybe it was just, I think it was just last week, and yeah, last Wednesday, I guess. And they, yeah, they had the match, and they were doing a lot of stuff that was kind of poking fun at CM Punk. Like they did some of his moves. Like uh, at one point, CM Punk did the buckshot lariat in a match against Hangman Page, which is Hangman Page's move, where he's he's on the ring apron and he uses the rope to kind of somersault over the rope and then land on his feet and do a clothesline. It's a neat looking move, and I also hate that move because it looks like wow, you could really fuck shit up if you don't land that move perfectly. It could really go <laughs> poorly. And CM Punk tried that move in a match, and he yeah, he fucked up his leg doing it. Um, and maybe that was part of Maybe he said, yeah, man, I'm, I'm injured. I, I got to take time off. But the other day, the Omega and the Bucks did that move and, and deliberately kind of messed it up, you know, like mocking CM Punk. And there were a few other times they did – you know, the little uh, go-to-sleep hand gesture, I think, that CM Punk... They were just like, 
okay, if CM Punk's gone and we're not talking about him, why are we, why are we even acknowledging him? Everybody knows what you're doing. What's the benefit other than if it's real, if they really just hate him that much that they just want the fans to completely turn on him no matter what, and they're not going to have him back, and he's not going to tell his side of the story, and whatever. <laughs> okay, maybe. But I'm goddamn 30 years of watching wrestling. <laughs> I don't know, man. We'll see. But I, I just wanted to come on here and say, as I'm watching these AEW tapes from back in May and June, and I'm seeing CM Punk, and he's talking about how happy he is to be here and how everything's just so great. And that was just May. That was just June. And somehow two months later, I mean, look, a lot can change in two months. A lot can change in three months. So maybe it did. But to just go from like, I'm so happy. This has been the greatest year. Uh, something He said like this, this year has been the greatest year of my wrestling career. Uh, such and such. I, to be on that high of a high and then suddenly... Uh, at the pay-per-view in September say, I, you know, everybody sucks. You all suck. Fuck these goofuses and <laughs> fuck Hangman Page and fuck Omega and, f- you know, just kind of like everybody. It just, mm, it's, there's still something fishy about it to me. And now you've got the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega back and they're in this high-profile tag team thing. And it's going to be a best of seven that's going to go until the end of January or even the beginning of February. It's going to go on for a while longer. And to me, that seems like, okay, and that gives Punk, CM Punk potentially another uh, month or two to rest up, to relax, to enjoy his holiday season. And then in January, February, whenever that seventh match is to come back and uh, I, yeah, uh, well, I guess I'll believe it when I see it, uh, but I really, I believe that it, I will see it. That's just my thought. I just, and then the whole like Dax Harwood just going out of his way to talk about how good CM Punk was to him and to to you know to some of the other guys. And I'm watching from June when CM Punk and Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler were teaming up, and it just it's like oh okay. So this could be like CM Punk is going to feud with Kenny Omega, but specifically CM Punk and FTR are going to feud with Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks over those trio's uh, tag team titles. And maybe part of that is like, okay, CM Punk might be really now legitimately winding down his career, certainly on a full-time basis. And so maybe this is the nice way to get him back in the ring but not have to have one-on-one matches where he's going for 20 or 30 minutes straight every time he's in the ring. Instead, he can, you know, he can stand on the apron and rest a little bit while the other the other guys are doing the work and then he can come in and and you know, do his signature spots and and still entertain and and do what he needs to do. Just to me it all it all just fits, but it could be just me looking for things <laughs> reaching for straws that aren't there i don't know either way it's got me very intrigued and i look forward to the next uh, couple of months to see what happens and i hope he does come back because aew is better with him it's worse without him uh just as it was worse without the bucks and kenny omega 
Uh, but yeah, the, the loss of CM Punk is really, you can really feel it. And hopefully he'll be back soon. All right, gang. That's it. See ya.